Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is Q&A Tuesday, so we are going to call through the top five questions that I got in my DM box on Instagram this past week and give you some answers to some questions. And today we have a lot of questions about nap transitions when we're ready to drop a nap. So often I talk to parents about not dropping naps too soon because I see it happen often where we're anxious to drop a nap because it's just going to make our schedule easier or we think that's going to be the solution to a problem we're having with baby's sleep. But so often the opposite happens where we drop a nap too early and then it causes a lot of overtiredness that can lead to a lot of other sleep challenges. So very often the answer is not to drop a nap, but there were a few questions this past week where my answer was, yeah, I do think it's time to drop your baby's nap. So a lot of focus on that today. Let's dive in and get started with the questions and the answers. First one, hi, Erin, I'm hoping you can help because I'm totally at a loss. My eight-month-old has been waking up between 5 and 5.45 a.m. for months now. She's not crying, just babbling and crawling around, so I don't get her out of bed to start our day until 6, and I don't do her first nap before 8 a.m. She's on three naps a day, and her last wake window is around two or two and a half hours. Please help. Here's where I would say this child can probably drop to two naps a day. So most children are ready to drop from three naps to two naps around seven and a half or eight months. Some children are ready a little earlier than this, but most not till around eight months. Some even need three naps longer than this. But if your child is eight plus months, and having two to two and a half hours of awake time before bedtime, and you're finding that they're having really early morning wake-ups, I would suggest that it's probably because they don't have enough sleep pressure on their night, because they don't have big enough wake windows in the day. If we're eight plus months, we're normally ready for about two and a half hours of awake time before our first nap, three hours to our second nap, and then a few hours before bedtime. So if we're only having two, two and a half hours of awake time before bed at an age where we could probably handle three, we might not have enough sleep pressure. So in answer to this mom's question, eight plus months, still having three naps and only two, two and a half hours of awake time before bed, we probably need to drop to two naps and give those bigger wake windows. That may help out with those early wakes. It might help push the morning out. Next question. Hi there, if our almost 18-month-old keeps waking up at 5.30 a.m. the past couple of weeks and is taking around half an hour to fall asleep for naps, could that be a sign that she's ready to drop to one nap? This mom says, I'm stressing about when to drop to one nap and I don't know when and how to make the transition. This child is almost 18 months. This, kind of like the previous question, is a case where I would say it may be time to drop a nap and just go down to one nap a day. Signs that your child is ready to drop from two naps to one. A lot of them are in this question. Your child is between 16 and 18 months. This child is almost 18 months. Your child is having early morning wake-ups like 5, 5.30 a.m. that they didn't used to have. Your child is taking a long time to fall asleep for naps and just babbling and singing to themselves for half an hour before they will fall asleep. These are all good signs all combined together that your child is probably ready for bigger wake windows in the day and just going down to one nap per day. 
in terms of this mom's question about when and how, so the when is probably now. The when is we're almost 18 months, we're taking a long time to fall asleep, your child might be refusing one or both of their naps in the day. These are all good signs of the when that it's now probably time to transition to one nap per day. In terms of the how, we do have a 11 to 18 month sleep guide on our website, thehappysleepcompany.com that actually gives a step-by-step guide to the gradual transition from two naps to one. But high level, I would say you want to just probably push your child's morning nap by about 30 minutes every few days until you get to the middle of the day. So if your child normally goes down for a nap around 9.30 and you're doing the transition to one nap, spend a few days putting them down at 10 a.m. instead of 9.30 and you'll still do an afternoon rest as well. Then you're going to spend a few days doing a 10.30 a.m. nap and probably still have time for an afternoon rest. Then you're going to spend a few days doing 11 a.m. You might not have time in your day for an afternoon rest at that point and you'll just do an earlier bedtime. You'll do 11.30 for a few days and then finally you'll get to noon and that is where I would suggest the one nap per day be is at 12 o'clock p.m. each day for a child who's around 18 months. So that's the answer to that question. Probably time for this almost 18-month-old to drop to one nap per day. Next question. Hi. My six-month-old's bedtime varies so much day to day. Based on her nap lengths, her bedtime can either be at 6.30 p.m., 7 p.m., or sometimes as late as 8 p.m. Are these large swings in bedtime bad for her sleep? We decide on bedtime based on the end of her last nap. Thanks for any thoughts you have on this. I have one big thought on this, and it's that you're doing a great job, mama. This is perfect. Don't stress if your child's bedtime varies from day to day, especially when they are on two, three, four naps a day. If your child is still having multiple naps in the day, then I would suggest bedtime should not be the same time every day because there's too many variables in the day with multiple naps to expect your child to be tired enough for bedtime at exactly the same time every night. This mom put it perfectly. She has a six-month-old. You know, the end of day wake window at this age is around two and a quarter, two and a half hours. So this child is having three naps in a day. It's realistic that the child doesn't wake up at exactly the same time every day. Those three naps are not exactly the same length every day. So they're not going to end at exactly the same time every day. So if one day this child's last nap ends at four o'clock, then 6.30 is a totally appropriate bedtime. But if the next day her naps are each a little bit longer and they don't end until quarter to five, then we're probably not going to do bedtime until about quarter after seven. And that's okay. I would suggest that at this age, a bedtime as early as 6 p.m. on a short nap day or as late as 8 p.m. on a good nap day is totally fine. This is not harmful to your baby's sleep. This is totally age appropriate. Keep up the good work, mama. The next question is about an 11-month-old. Hi there. My 11-month-old has started waking at 5.50, almost every morning for about the last week or a bit more. Her bedtime is 7.30. Should I put her to bed earlier than this? Her wake windows are about three and a quarter, three and a half, and then four. I have two answers for this. The first thing is that 5.50 a.m., ideal for most parents? No, most of us would like to sleep a little later than that. However, I will say that it is very normal for infants and toddlers to be ready to be up and start their day anytime past about 6 a.m. Of course, we'd all love our children to sleep closer to 7 a.m. probably, but it's just not always realistic. So 
If your child is taking good naps and sleeping through the night and sleeping till almost 6 a.m. every day, there's probably not a ton that I would suggest changing because we're kind of fixing something that's not broken in that case. And it may have a negative effect on other elements of their sleep. So try not to stress too much if your child is sleeping through the night and getting close to 6 a.m. with their sleep, like 5.50. It's a pretty good sleep schedule. With all of that said, however, this mom did mention to me at the end of the question that this child's wake window at the end of the day is four hours. That's a lot for most 11-month-olds. I would suggest this child might be a little bit overtired when she goes to bed at night, having four hours of awake time, and overtiredness at bedtime can often lead to early morning wake-ups. So for an 11-month-old, normally I would suggest maybe three hours of awake time in the morning, three and a half to the second nap, and probably only three and a half to bedtime. Getting closer to four hours of awake time before bed for a just-turned 11-month-old is probably a bit too much. This is also something that's mentioned in that 11 to 18-month sleep guide that I talked about, scheduling from that 11 to 18-month mark, so that's something you could check out too. But for this mama, I would just cut down that last wake window a little bit to make sure overtiredness is not the thing that's causing your child to wake up earlier in the morning than she used to. Last question for today. Hi. My toddler of 19 months, once in a blue moon, but a bit more often lately, wakes around 2 or 3 a.m. I go in for reassurance and I'll sing a few lullabies and then leave. However, it seems as though each time she screams louder and louder. Any tips? Not sure what I'm doing wrong. So not uncommon that sometimes a toddler around 18, 19, 20 months will go through a bit of a regression. They'll start waking in the night when they used to sleep through the night. They'll be sort of testing things out to see what might happen when they yell out in the middle of the night. What might you do, mom? What might you do, dad? So this mom is doing a great thing where she is giving her child some time to try to go back to sleep, but then she's going in to reassure her and remind her, I'm here for you. That's a great strategy. What I will say is that what I see in this question is that mom is singing a few lullabies each time she goes into the room. What might be happening is that That's pretty interesting, enticing, fun for your 19-month-old is to have a few lullabies sung to her every single time you go in the room. So you're not necessarily deterring her from waking up and yelling. If you're going in and singing a bunch of lullabies every time you go in the room, you may actually be enticing her to yell more so you'll come back in and sing again. Because again, little song at two o'clock in the morning is pretty fun and interesting to your 19 month old. So I would go in for reassurance as you are. We want your child to know you're there for them and get that reassurance if they're upset, but we want to be fairly boring about it. You want to go in the room, give your child just a little key sleep phrase, give some very brief light touch. And if you're taking that timed check-in approach that this mom is taking, you'll leave again. And then however much time you've decided you're waiting before you go back in, you'll wait and then you'll go back in and be pretty boring again. Remind your child you're there, key sleep phrase, some gentle touch and leave again, but don't linger for lullabies and rocking, etc. If you're finding that your child just continues to yell louder every time you leave the room, you're probably going to find that that continues to happen because they're just kind of being conditioned to yell for you to come back and sing more lullabies. So bottom line is that in this case with this toddler, I would try to be a bit more boring and business-like about your check-ins so they're not so interesting and they're less enticing and your child is less likely to keep yelling out for those things to happen. I hope that was all helpful. That's the top five of the week. 
As you know, we do Q&A Tuesday every other Tuesday on the opposite weeks of the podcast. Either I'm doing a solo episode on everything from teething to bedtime snacking to sleep regressions, or we have guests. We have amazing guests. And we don't just talk about sleep. We have guests who talk about everything from potty training to childhood anxiety to relationship challenges after baby arrives in your marriage. We have some great guests. So tune into the podcast. Keep listening. We have some great episodes coming up for you over the next few months. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.